Today on The Breakdown, there's a play in poker that you really never see. Really, it's just lore. It's myth. It's ethereal. It's one of the greatest, most interesting plays ever. And it's something Grant and I talk about once in a while. So if you're a regular listener of this podcast, you would know that we sometimes talk about this idea of on the river, wouldn't it be incredible to raise all in as a bluff with not that many chips and get a guy off it, their hand, whatever it is. You just don't see it in real life, though. And so we're still waiting. I think we, maybe we've seen it once or twice ever. We're waiting still, though, for someone really to come in there and to do the do, really make the play in a really big spot. Well, guess what? We have a treat for you today. Because finally, someone, somewhere is going to do this. And it's not just anyone anywhere. It's with three left in the 2019 Irish Open Poker main event, which is harder to say than you would think. And we've got a clash of styles, of cultures, and of poker plays. <laughs> okay, it's over. Let's get to it on the breakdown with Grant Edison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> a clash of styles and yeah, cultures. Uh, so I decided to spoil that one a little bit because it's so cool, and I wanted to set up everyone to understand. Also, this. another thing happens that we often talk about, mm. which we, I'll talk about when we get to it, Yeah, that, that we've never actually seen happen. Really? Sometimes. Oh, oh, I think I think I know what you mean. Yeah. But we'll, we'll get to it in a while, though. Yeah, it's going to be a while. Make sure to right. stay tuned, or else you won't hear that shit. But it's there's, important. There's a, there's, this hand is really exciting. Yes, it is. It's like, it's the cheddar to my cheese. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's the cheddar to, to my Swiss cheese. What? That doesn't make any sense at it's all. It's the Swiss to my provolone. Nope. Still It's still the provolone confusing. to my salami. I, that's better. That's better. Yeah. It's the cheddar to my cheese. And see, when, you, when, you, when you're me, <laughs> you talk, people understand you. <laughs> <laughs> when you're me and you talk. Normal way to start a sentence. <laughs> yeah, I'm explaining things. They may understand you, and they may also say, oh, I understood that. That was negative experience people, for me. People get the cheddar to my cheese thing. They're like, yeah, cheddar to my cheese. I'm going to use that. We might see that, like in a, a cool... Biden's hip- first State of the Union, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I was putting it more like in one of the, the new hip-hop, you know... Six uh, six tech nine or whatever you know release. I mean drops. Well, the thing is that it's so cross cross cultural and and so so everywhere. Yeah, that it could be in both. Yeah, you know, you what? know what? That's what that, that's what could happen. It could be in both. <laughs> yeah. You say that. That's a good point. Yeah, little Dicky and fucking little Dicky. <laughs> that's a pretty obscure reference. <laughs> I guess maybe. <laughs> I know who that is. Yeah. So. Some, some listeners know who yeah. Lil Dicky is. Although I haven't thought about that show for a year. I never year, saw that show. A year and a half. Oh, it's like kind of good at times. Mm. But mostly it's just weird. Yeah. It looked like not my cup of tea. But he's a funny rapper. Yeah. If you don't know who he is, guys. And uh, he does have a, a few quality things for sure. Like if you search him out on YouTube, that's like worth watching. Uh, even if you I'm not like a fan of rap, but man, it's good. And uh, yeah. Little Dicky, it's <laughs> yeah. an incredible name. <laughs> <laughs> it is, and it's like very. Uh, uh, it's it's supposed to mean something. Anyway, moving along. Moving along. 
This is the Irish Open. Uh, what's oh. the buy-in on this puppy? I don't remember, but I know the they're playing for a lot of money at this point. Like uh, third place is something like 140k, and first is 300 and some. Is that right? Um, like that? I will break it all down for you right now. The buy-in is actually only 1,100 euros. Okay, so this is a huge ROI. Yes, first place is 300,000 euro, 338,000 uh, dollars. The current there's only three left, so they've currently locked up 125,000 euro. So there's a lot more to win. Second place, 190,000 euros. So 75,000 euro jump right now, and then another 110 from second to first. That makes, uh, that makes this all the more surprising that we see what we see here. I mean, it's an $1,100 event. Yeah. And these guys, I'm pretty sure, based on Hendon Mob and a few other context clues as well, are likely not pros right the participants of this hand do these these are their biggest scores yes by by a significant amount yeah. like for both of them their hand in mobs two-thirds of their hand in mob is the scores from this event for two the two guys um by the way there uh were some poker royalty who played this as well because this was the irish open yes the main event uh max silver finished seventh in this event this is probably a, an event that Max Silver is fucking licking his chops to play every year. I think so. If, he's, if he lives geographically close to that, which yeah. I suppose he does because he's British, right? Yeah, he's so, British. Yeah. I'm sure he just gets on Ryanair and gets on over Takes there. the channel to France and then flies. That's, that's the smart way yeah. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mac, Max Silver, gone but not forgotten. What? <laughs> no, he's no longer the he lost, he busted in seventh. Oh, okay. But we're still talking about him. So is there any gone. other poker royalties or just Max Silver? Well, there's a guy who who I from the photo, the final table photo. I was like, I kind of recognize him. And is David Crilly a guy who was a famous? I have no idea. Player? Never heard of him. The other guys at the table, I definitely don't recognize their names. So I think it's probably David Crilly, who's Irish. But it's unclear. No one else made the final table anyway. Who was poker royalty? Max Silver did go on to win the high roller event. Ah. Uh, for 45,000 euro. So was it like a 10K buy-in then or a 5K buy-in? I think it was a 5K buy-in. I don't know. That, that's too much. Too much. Uh, you're, you're all over me here, man. The Irish Open is probably a fun little thing, and I'm sure yeah. if we live closer to it, we'd play it every time. I would definitely play it. I would, I would play it just for the accents, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. Irish people have awesome accents. I just want to hear them talk more because... So we're doing this as a video as well, and you guys should watch the video just to hear the commentators they are amazing. I immediately was, you know, doing my best to do, doing impersonations of them immediately because it was so great. And you, you got to listen to these guys talk. I thought you might call for sure with King. That's not no, what that's like, like. Yeah, that's, that's like chimney sweep British. <laughs> yeah, I got to hear it again. But the point is, it's delightful. The Irish are delightful people. A lot of potatoes sometimes. Sometimes not so much, but delightful people. <laughs> Don't talk same. about the times when there aren't so many potatoes. Yeah. That's a sore subject. Yeah, it's understandable. Yeah. I used to have a real problem with the Irish, and they used to have a real problem with me, but we, f- we found common ground eventually. Like all, all of Ireland <laughs> and Jonathan Levy were in a feud? Yeah, basically. Well, what happened? I, you know, I called them out for a few things that I feel were, you know, needed to be said, you know? It was cringe, yo, for them. <laughs> <laughs> So you were in a war with the Irish? I was like, Ireland, we are not friends. Stop stop tagging me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> the official Ireland Instagram account is always like tagging Jonathan yeah. Levy in random photos. So anyway, there was some heated words back and forth on various forms of social media. But then we, uh, we found common ground eventually and our mutual hatred of, of Italians. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So everything's fine. Now. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a quarter Italian. Yeah. 
So well, our mutual hatred of a quarter of you was a big part of that. Yeah, yeah. Of the Italian. I can feel the hatred, and it yeah. feels like it's based in in like a a kind of bigoted, horrible place. Yeah, I was afraid you were going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, what can you say to that? What can you say to that? <laughs> I'm really You've kind of set it up so that you're kind of fucked on this one. But buddy. now it shuts. I'm like shut down now because anywhere I go, it's just gonna. I'm I'm hoisting myself. This is exactly what we wanted by the petard. Me and the me and the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> and really, let's be honest, the Irish, because <laughs> they they were never they, on my they side. They are not over that shit. <laughs> that shit you pulled in '98. You think they're over that? I know they're not over it. Yeah. <laughs> of course they're not. Anyway, Irish Open. Yeah, Irish See, Open. I would love to play the Irish Open. Yeah, sometime. me too. Let's I, travel to Ireland sometime in our life and play the Irish Open. I swear to God, I'm going to do that. Me too. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually really absolutely. Especially, it's eleven hundred dollars. Let's go. Yeah. Eleven hundred euro. I'm in. Let's do this. I have never been to Ireland, so we get to go hang out in Ireland. I'm trying to think if I have or not. I've been to Scotland for sure. I think I've been to Ireland too, but you know, it all it's all a big blur. Man. I would love to go to Ireland, spend a couple weeks, and then play the Irish Open. That sounds. Really cool, actually. All right. It's fucking happening. All right, guys. You know, we're going to do a whole big meetup in Ireland. <laughs> okay. What's, what's the biggest city in Ireland? Is it Dublin? Dublin, yeah. All right. Well, it won't be in Dublin because that'll be too pricey, but uh, uh, it would be Dublin adjacent. Yeah. The where's Irish listeners, where's your, where's your cheapest hovel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, maybe for Grant, but can I just stay with you guys? <laughs> okay. I'd rather just... Do it for free. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get, okay, let's get okay. to the poker here. Yeah. This was suggested by Philip Ruthard. Yes. Of course, Philip suggested on Twitter. We are the poker guys on Twitter. He included a YouTube link. Not exactly a timestamp, but he would have if he, if he decided to. That's what you do if you want to suggest a hand. Yeah. You send us a tweet. You include the YouTube link with a timestamp, and then we might do your hand, just like we're doing this one. All right. Three remain. Yes. As we talked about, they've already locked up 125,000 euros on an 1,100 euro buy-in. That must feel fucking phenomenal for people without results, you know? Yeah, it must For be anybody, but... Really, really nice. But especially, especially special if you don't really have any tournaments. Oh, success. my God. I, I remember the first time I ever was like... I was, there were three of us left, and I had locked up $2,700. And the most I'd ever won in a tournament, I think, was $500. And I was already like, I can't believe this. You know, we were playing for 12K for first. And happily, I won that, which was nice too. But I still remember that. That was like nineteen. I oh, was sorry, two thousand and six, and it was just like such a thrill. You it know? is going deep in tournaments is the best feeling in poker. Yeah, it's probably true. Can't can't beat it. Yeah, I mean, it's a bad feeling to get anything but first. Yep, probably not really true. Although twenty miles might disagree. Yeah, but like I feel like if I got third in the main event, I wouldn't feel shitty for too long. It's like yeah, I just made three, oh yeah, not, three and a half million not dollars for or too whatever. long. Yeah, but but winning the main event is really different than finishing second or third. Not just money wise now, but in terms of you know stature for the true. rest of your life. Like you're either the main event champ or you're not. Yeah, ultimately, right? That's true. So. Although like, apparently that the pressure of that weighed so much on Scott Blumstein, it led him to make a weird play the next year. Yeah, apparently. that's true. But you know, but he has the rest of his life to get over that. Too, yeah, and like still be the main event champ. He is the main event champ. Yeah, good for him. These guys are not, but no. they are playing in the Irish Open. One of them might be the Irish Open champ by the end of. I mean, the, the day in theory they have a two thirds chance of it in theory, right? Because probably more because they account for more than two thirds of the yes, chips. They do three remain. There, it's two hundred k, four hundred k. Thomas Gallagher is going to be one of our participants. He's got twelve million. The third player in the hand who does not participate in the big blind also has twelve million. Okay. Um, so this is kind of crucial to the hand, I think. Thomas is on the button. He's going to open with King of Spades, Eight of Diamonds to one million. Fine, obviously. Sure, whatever. Then we in the small blind we have a guy whose given name is Weiji Zhang, but they keep calling him Jervy. 
So yeah. uh, in the in the thing, and we're gonna call him Jervy. You know, he's Irish. Yes, even though is he's clearly you know of Asian oh. descent. Yes, um, and maybe that's like his you know just what he's called because. Because the they, can't, they can't the, pronounce his yeah, name or, or something. Like it's, yeah, so he didn't. I, I don't really know. But Either Jer- way, but we're calling him Jervy. Jervy. That's what they call him yeah. on the broadcast. We're going to call him Jervy. That's great for everybody. Jervy's in the small blind. He's got 29 million. So he's the overwhelming chip leader out of the three remaining players. Apparently uh, has been the chip leader for the entire final table and kind of dominating. He's in the small blind with Jack of Hearts, 10 of clubs, and decides to call. I feel a little icky about that. Yeah. What do you feel? I don't like it at all. You uh, think it's a three better or a fold? Yeah. Absolutely. Especially in this spot. This is, this is, it almost doesn't matter where our cards are, by the way. The button opens. If he's opening a lot on the button, they both have 12 million. There's three left. No one has a hand in. Yeah. Three bet a lot, especially a hand like this. They're just going to fold everything. Well, here's the thing that I'm thinking. Yeah. Based on other things we know, it's possible that Thomas is just incredibly aggressive. The guy on the button who opened Mm -hmm. and like might just be like a fuck it three bet shove or four bet shove guy a lot of the okay. time. He's like, I don't believe you. I'm all in. Yeah. Like maybe Jervy has seen this and decided Jack 10 is too good to fold, but he thinks he's getting shoved on far too often to make it profitable to three bet. I don't like it though. And that may be true. Then I'd rather fold than call personally. If you think you have a, a skill advantage even with Jack 10, we're going to be out of position. I, I can get my mind around it. Now I know Jervy doesn't have these huge results or anything. Neither do I necessarily, but like, in, I, there are many spots where I feel like I have a clear skill edge. Well, I will definitely make this play. Yeah. I will definitely call but, with Jack 10 out of the small But line. won't you do it when you're deeper than this? I think if 30 blinds effective is enough. You do? I've done it many times. From the small blind? Yeah. Okay. If, if, I mean, it depends on the big blind, too. Is it like a really good player who's going to come in all the time or somebody who's extra squeezy? But it, there's a, a scenario that, that, like this that happens mm-hmm. all the time in events of, of around this buy-in where I feel very comfortable flatting out of the small blind. When I With Jack-10 off? Yeah. Okay. Where I perceive myself to have an extreme skill edge, mm-hmm. which maybe Jervy does. I mean, you have to have an extreme skill edge. I okay, think. but you know the tournaments I'm talking about. I think I do. Yeah. <laughs> So you think I shouldn't be doing that? You think Jervy I'm surprised should... you're doing it at, yeah. with at 30 blinds effective. Like I'm surprised you're doing that as opposed to three betting or folding. It, well, it has to be a very specific scenario, right? There's like you're gonna if you see the video, you'll see Thomas. I know guys who look like Thomas who are a, a definite four bet fuck you. I'm all in type of guy. Yeah, like kind of an aggressive player, although randomly, right? So you got that guy who's that type of player. You've got a big blind who's not super squeezy and not super good. You have a clear skill edge. You have a hand that plays fine post-flop. It's plus EV to call. Like, that's been my experience. I got to tell you, I hear you. Um, even w- with the fuck you player on the button, when they both have 12 million, him and the other guy, and the, the money is what it is, a lot of the times they're going to fold anyway. I'm not, not, maybe they're going to four-bet you sometimes, too, as a fuck you, but they're also going to fold a lot. They just are. I, I'm saying it's a very specific type of player that yeah. we're thinking about. Like, I don't know that Thomas is this guy. Future actions make me believe he might be a fuck yeah. you guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe Jervy has picked up on that, mm-hmm. recognizes that three betting is just not an option because of that. Right, and he's like, this, I, I, don't, I want to play hands against this guy, though. He's going to put a lot of chips in. Yeah. This is a playable hand. I've got a lot of chips. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It can't be that bad to flat. I'll grant you that. I'm just... Like if just, it was Jack-10 suited, you wouldn't shit on it at all, right? No, I wouldn't. But that's a big difference. It's not that big of a difference. It is a difference, but it's not as big as you're making out to, as you are making it out to be. I right mean, now. how how big am I making it out to be? Like, like you, enough of a difference where you're like, I despise this call versus it's okay. I didn't just say I despise it. I just said it's probably fine. Like about a minute ago, I said it's probably fine. Well, you it took you a while to get there, and then I but I like Jack Ten suited way 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 more, and I understand that way more. We're gonna have so many more things we can do with Jack Ten suited post flop. 
Right? There's, there's a lot to talk about in this hand besides this. There's <laughs> so much more to talk about. But this is, this is the thing, though, that comes up all the time. Yeah. The stuff we're going to talk about later are things that don't come up much at all, right, in yeah. fairness. So let's just let's spend another, like, 30 seconds on this, at least. Okay. Let's, not just, let's just not walk away. Um, let, let's, let's play this out a little bit. Are you calling 910 suited? Yes. Are you calling 910 off? That one is where it gets a little closer. Okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider calling nine ten off personally. Like it would not even enter my mind. All right, so let's say. Let me put it to you this way. Good. We're at the. There's a tournament that is near Portland. That's one of the better tournaments around. The the Chinook main event. Yeah. Where it's like an eight hundred dollar buy in. Yeah. The field is relatively soft. Um, you're out. You have twenty percent of me because we swapped. Yeah. You somehow see my hand and see that in a spot like this, I have flat jack ten off out of the small blind. Are you upset? I'm confused. I'm okay. not upset. It's right. different. Okay. Yeah. It's like I'm saying, I don't think it's that bad. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I just think it's, pro- I, I'm not sure that it's profitable when you're also out of position and we're not that deep. That's all. And I, we have ICM opportunities here to, to push people around. I think there's a couple of things going on here. Okay. And I'm going to elaborate on one of them. And that is that one is that you have not played live poker for a very long time due to the pandemic. Neither for have I. Sure. But I think it, historically, it seems to me that you more quickly forget what live poker is like <laughs> That's than, true. than I do. I am always, I often, when Grant and I are playing in a tournament, I, I would say 90% of the time when we play in a tournament, especially if I haven't played in a while, I text Grant within the first hour. I'm like, I can't believe how bad these people are. Yeah. Like that is, is, I'm shocked at the plays that they make. That is fair. Yeah. Like shocked. Like that did not just fucking happen right, right now with that guy. And then that guy called and then that guy called with those hands at this spot. Are you kidding me? That happens I would say almost every time. So that is fair. Like, I don't, I don't think you, because we, we've been living in theory land for 14 months, just yeah. talking poker all the time, but not playing any, yeah. especially live poker. Like, believe me, when you're in this spot and it's 30 blinds effective, it feels natural as shit to flat with a hand <laughs> like this. Like, it is correct. You've yeah. been there all day. You understand the dynamics. It right. is fucking right. Like, okay. I'm going to the extreme on this I, to defend it. And I, uh, I actually don't think, in general, it's something that you should always be doing. But I can see the scenario where it makes total sense yeah. to me, and that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, yeah. okay. You, you on board? I'm on board enough. How okay. about that? Yeah. Um, in general, like, if you're at a table with Alex Fox and Justin Bonomo, never fucking do this. Yeah. Like, it's a horrible idea. It has to be the specific scenario that I'm outlining here. Um, anyway, Jervy, I'm guessing, believes he has a skill edge. Sure. Or yeah. he sees Jack Tenney. He's like, hey, that's a playable hand. Who well, cares what my position is? I don't know. I call. Okay, well, that's that'll also be, possible. That'll be different reasons, yeah, yeah. but yes, it is also possible. All right, so he's going to call. He's got $29 million, okay. massive chip leader. Big blind faults. Yep. $2.8 million in the pot. We've got King 8 off for Thomas Gallagher. We've got Jack 10 off for Jervy, and we've got Nitrogen Sports oh. in your heart Whoa. and your mind. Win the hearts and minds, Jonathan. Is there really a difference, though? Does, does the heart think? Does the mind feel? See? See what I'm asking here? Fuck. Just give me like 10 minutes yeah. of silence we'll wait. to think about <laughs> we'll this. We'll wait. Don't cut any of this out, okay, Jimmy? All right. Maybe, okay, but maybe while I'm thinking, I'll also yeah. say out loud what I'm yeah, thinking. Yeah, sure. The heart and the mind, yeah. So I guess it is true that on Nitrogen Sports, there is the Poker Guys tournament every month. Yeah. So that, that leads me to believe that if you use the link in the description of this podcast, you get access to that tournament. And there's always an overlay in the tournament. Always, yeah. So the heart probably does think. The heart thinks. Because the tournament always has an overlay. <laughs> like, it's guaranteed. <laughs> it's a great deal. It is. It's amazing. So does the mind feel? Well, <laughs> we have to ask ourselves then, does Nitrogen Sports offer sports betting? Well, of course it does. They do, yeah. That feels good. 
And where am I feeling that from? In your brain, It I might think. be because they also have casino games. It might be because I get my Bitcoin out in 90 minutes hmm. when I withdraw it from that. Tr- uh, you know what? I'm on, I'm on board. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to put you guys through that. I just had to get through that. You know what? It was a, it was a privilege to hear your process. Okay. Yeah. Nitrogen sports. Get you some poker, you know? Get you some poker. Nitrogen sports. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different way to do an ad. Yeah. It's a new way to do an ad. All right. You're welcome. Jack of hearts, 10 of clubs for Jervy in the small blind. Thomas Gallagher with king of spades, eight of diamonds on the button and the effective stack with 11 million remaining. 2.8 million in the pot. Flop is 10 of spades, seven of spades, nine of diamonds. A little something for everybody. Yes, sir. Pair on a gut shot for Jervy. Top pair on a gut shot. And uh, Thomas has an open ender. And it goes check, check. Yeah, what the hell? I get the first check. For sure. Why is Thomas checking? Is this, can this be defended? Um, well, I'm struggling to come up with a good defense, except we could say if we were thinking about the hand, we could say it's probably unlikely to, we're going to get a lot of folds on this flop. If we think about the, the small blind flatting range. Yeah. If he's got king, queen, king, jack, queen, jack, we have to, we have to get the like ace four suited type hands that didn't three bet. And that's, those are the hands that we get to fold. Yeah. And like not of spades, by the pocket way. fours has maybe to we be get to not fold. of spades. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's not that. I think most of, the, most of the hands he called with, he's probably calling on the flop. Okay, with. that's actually a pretty good argument for checking. Here's the argument for betting, though. Scary cards. Scary cards. What do you mean? Like, we're not going to get paid on improvements. Uh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, a king comes, we don't get paid, probably. Four to a straight comes, we don't get paid, probably. Yeah. So let's bet now and build a pot. And if we take it down, great. And if we don't, that's okay, too. We can bet again. Yeah, but the, the, range, the range argument is not bad, though. Yeah, I like, agree. He does hit this, like, Jervy hits this board pretty hard with his range. He does. So that is a problem. It's, it's okay to check this back, also because we could say, well, it's really hard to put us on an eight when we check it back, which is kind of cool. We're still not going to get paid on a four straight. It's going to be, t- well, not, not much anyway. Yeah. Uh, once in a while we would. You, against certain players you might, because when you check this back. But, but it's harder to get paid no matter what. Yeah. I agree. So I think I, I do prefer a bet, but I don't hate it as much as I initially did mm-hmm. once we think a little bit about Jervy's range. Cool. All right. Goes check, check. Turns the 10 of hearts. Jervy. Jervy. Big hand. Jervy feeling good with the uh, top trips and a gut shot. You're sitting here. You're like, well, the guy checked it back, and now I've got trips. The guy might be drawn dead here. WWJD. What would Jervy do? Let's find out. He's going to bet. Okay. I Seems like it. reasonable. Yeah. Um, he bets 1.5 million into 2.8. What do you think about the sizing? Um. I mean, I would assume if I was Jervy, I was just going to win the pot almost no matter how I sized it right now. Like, I don't know if we need to size it even this big, quite frankly, when it goes check, check. When you say need to, what are you referring to? Oh, I mean, like, one of the reasons why we would size it up on the turn is because is for value, of course. Another reason is to charge any kind of draws that might yeah. be problematic. And I wouldn't think there were that many draws out there. I would expect all the draws to bet the flop. They didn't, yep. but I would expect that. So I would think like by betting more than half the pot, we're folding out our opponent a tremendous amount of the time. Yeah. And we have a very strong hand that doesn't want our opponent to fold. I would probably size it down here. To, what, what are the marginal hands that you think you're getting called by when sizing down versus sizing cool. up? Um, okay. Well, at this size, I think we're folding out pretty much all the ace highs. Yeah. Uh, all the under pairs to the board. Mm-hmm. That's probably it. I think probably like... What is it, 10, 9, 7? Probably like A7 is calling if we bet. I would so think. you think if we, if like pocket fives are going to call if we bet 1 million instead of 1. I think 5. it's possible that I they call don't once. I really agree with you. Really? Yeah. When the board pairs and we fire, you don't think it's like they're, just, they're not just going to call? I don't, I don't think most players are going to call with fives in that situation. How about, so that means you think they're definitely not going to call with like ace queen then either? 
Nope. Ace Jack, maybe, because they have the gut shot. Probably not Ace Queen. That would be my understanding of mm. it. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, if we all, if Ace Jack is literally the only thing that they're calling with, or maybe King Jack in that yeah. way, right? Or um, Queen Jack. Um, It'd be surprising not to have those hands bet the flop, by yep, the way. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, this is why, again, I feel like those hands aren't really in play so much, and it's more about... I, I mean, we're not. I assume we're not folding. Do you agree that we're not folding out a seven if for this current size? I think a seven is probably calling. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So okay. So that. So it's just. It's really just about the under pairs and maybe some ace highs. Yeah. Okay. Which I think are still folding for smaller bets most of the time. If that's true, then we should size it up. I guess I'm not. I'm not convinced that that's true. It's hard to know when the board pairs. It's just like, and it went check check. Like it's a natural bluffing opportunity for the small blind it's right? like a pretty severe icm situation we're in here though like do you really want to call with fives when another bet's mostly coming mm. whether he has it or not uh that's a fair question uh you know it depends what we think about the player really right if it's we think i mean it's a big ballsy move to call twice with fives if the yeah. board doesn't change at all if it's like it's a true. deuce on the river it's true it is so i don't know i don't know i think I think Jervy's just hoping to get as much as he can out of it, and yeah. he thinks this is the most he can get. I could, I could make sort of the opposite case that um, since it was checked back, we might assume our opponent has a lot of showdownable hands here, right? And so sizing it up is probably a good idea because maybe we can actually get called by a seven or something like that, or pocket eights or something. Yeah, pocket eights, I guess, maybe. Ace nine. I mean, I don't think Thomas is doing this, but like maybe some really good players are checking over pairs on this board some of the time just due to the range thing. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Then we definitely want to size it up. Yeah. All right. Know. You know what? Maybe sizing, maybe the sizing is fine then. All right. What should Thomas do? Okay. So he, the size is a little big for this hand. Yeah. Right. This is where we wish he bet less because he bets again, 1.5 into 2.8. So now there's 4.3 in there and it's 1.5 to call. We do have King high. We're open and I don't think we can fold. We can, we're beating queen Jack right now. That's good. We're beating random bluffs, which are, not impossible. Name right? them. None. Okay. <laughs> there are none because he flatted from the small yeah. blind. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's ahead of us yeah. except for Queen Jack. Yeah. In the whole world. Yeah. Wow. How about that? That's crazy. Uh, there's one hand. <laughs> okay. So we can either call or we can raise. Raising is a very high variance play at this stage of this tournament. It's also a weird story, and you're raising into a strong range. Yeah, I don't, I don't like raising for lots of reasons. We're in position, too, so calling is, is more comfortable, I think. Yes. We're getting a little less than 3 to 1, which is not amazing, and when we improve, we may not get paid, but I don't think we can fold. By the way, a jack would destroy us. Um, yep. Yep. Well, if we knew that, we'd probably fold. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we probably just have to call. Hope to, hope to improve, or hope we get a check out of our opponent, then we can... I guess we bluff the river if if he checks. I think we can fold or call. I don't think we can race. Those are those you want to fold, huh? I think folding is fine. Like wow, it's not that infrequent that when our opponent has a ten, it's jack ten. Like that's bad for us, obviously. That's true. That's true. He can also definitely have other tens, but that's a fair point. Like he's got queen ten and maybe king ten. I yeah. guess he could have ace ten. I guess maybe. Um, but. But still, Jack-10 certainly is in there. And I think raising is a terrible idea because our story is complete bunk and our opponent's range is relatively uncapped. Mm-hmm. Like, we we're saying we checked back at 10, which maybe we would, but would we really expect that many players to believe that? It's, it's so strange to, like, flop as well as we did 
and never put a chip in, like check back the flop and fold the turn. You know, it's like, it's just poker's it's, weird. Sometimes it's man. a weird, it's a weird thing. I think thing. folding is my favorite. I think really, yeah, the more I think about it, I mean, it's really hard to get value when we improve. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, and we have to think that we can get a bluff through if, if we don't think we can get value too often. Yeah. Do we really want to do that against a strong range? We might be able to get a bluff through um, on certain rivers that don't have... Like, we can't bluff all rivers, but we can certainly bluff ace rivers. If you, assuming he checks ace and, aces and queens, I'm thinking about, as well as kings. Uh, a jack we think is good for us, and a six is good for us. Um, so, but, so the bluffing would be on aces and queens. We could, we could bluff those reasonably and maybe succeed. Maybe. I mean, we're saying we called with what? Well, we called with something, and so King Jack, King Queen, uh, Queen Jack, Ace Queen, uh, and we're trying, and we're saying we're trying to get called by a nine or a seven when we're bluffing. Yeah, that's what we're saying. It's thin. Well, when he checks, though, we think we're probably have the best hand. If we had Ace Queen and we decide to call the turn, let's say we let's say we had that. Okay. All right, Simone Biles, stop doing backflips to try to defend this call. I'm over it. It's a bad call. I think we need to fold. It sucks, man. Yeah. He should have bet the flop. Yep. That way, this whole thing would have been easier because you can bet small on the flop. You see you get called. Then if you don't want to put more chips in, you just check back. You get to get to the river too. You don't have to put any more chips in, man. So much better. Yep. That's what being physician's all about. Betting the flop would have been better. I think now that we're here, I know it's strange and it's like a weird pride thing, but I think we have to fold. If the 10 didn't pair, it's different, but the 10 did pair. 10 did pair. That's bad. And Jack 10 is part of his range. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. That is true. And if, if he can have 10-9 suited, which we have to believe he can have that. Yeah. Um, that's also bad. We could be drawing dead, yeah. Yeah. He maybe could have sevens full. Who knows? Yeah. Not, not completely impossible. Right. So, yeah, let's fold. <sighs> yeah, we probably should fold. We bet the flop so we don't have to be in the spot, I think. I think so going back to the flop, because we we're like, oh, you know what? We understand why we might check with the yeah. range. But because the situation this now sets up and we're short enough that if he, if he leads the turn, we often just have to fold. We should mostly be betting this flop, I think, because with this hand. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't think those two things necessarily have to go together. Like, there can be hands where the optimal way to play them is passively the entire way and fold, even though you have equity against some, some of his range. And that this could be one of those spots. I just feel like this hand plays so much easier and more straightforwardly to, to bet the flop. Like, you get to make so much more clear I, decisions. Of course, that's true. Yeah. But also, all of the points we made in the flop still hold. Yeah, no, they and do. And it is a real problem yeah. as far as trying to get him to fold any part of the range. So it's possible that the best way to play this hand is to not try to fold out that, that likely strong range on the flop mm-hmm. and not call against too strong of a range on the turn. Like, yeah, it's we're, fine. Where it's we over. don't have much, and when we improve it, we, we put don't in a million it. with a hand that we were supposed to put in a million with pre-flop. Yeah, and then we did the right thing post-flop, and we put no more chips in. Yeah, like that's fine. Okay, why not? Guess what? What? He's not going to fall. No, of course not. He's going to call. Yeah, Thomas calls. Yes. <laughs> and you're excited? Otherwise, why? Well, because otherwise we'd be done with the podcast. Oh, oh yeah, already. you didn't know what was going to happen. I, I gave a whole spoiler thing at the beginning about like this thing, this incredible play. Yeah, it's the in guy lore, just folds the turn, and, and we we trolled the listeners. We are we are literally getting to the mythical play. It is coming. It's coming. It's very exciting. Five point eight million now inhabit the pot. Oh, I like that, Thomas retains 10 million in his stack. I'm speaking differently now for some reason. Cool. The river is the three of diamonds. Pretty much never changes anything. It's hard to imagine somebody having pocket threes. Yes, it is. All right. To go for value as Jervy, I would say probably, although I don't know if we can expect to get called that often. It is tough to get called, but what are we doing for not going for value? Like we got called, hoping he bluffs with we, something. We got called on the turn. He's probably going to check it back. Yeah. I think we should bet. Also, we have a very strong hand, and it'd be great to get called. 
Maybe maybe Thomas plays this flop passively all the time with hands like pocket eights, and we'll consider calling. Maybe you know. he just has a nine. He decided to check it back, yeah. and now he's like in call mode. But and I don't know if and depending if he has ace nine, maybe he feels he can bet the river. But if any other nine, he feels he yeah, can't. Yeah, I think a nine like is betting. a nine is a good hand to target. Yeah, Jervy goes big. He bets five and a half million into five point eight. That's a surprising. That big feels amount. too big. Against I don't like that. Thomas's range here. Yeah, I think we should bet pretty small. We bet one point five on the turn. Maybe bet like 2.1 on the river. Yeah. Like, don't worry, little rabbit. It's okay. Have a pellet, you know? Like, you're going to still live after this. You yeah. know, you're not, you're, you're, your life is not on the line here. Yeah. You can call this. It's okay. Yeah, I like that bet much more. I agree. Jervy doesn't. Yeah. Jervy bets 5.5. It's like, it's, it's like a hammer. He's bringing a hammer to a nail. You got to believe that Thomas checks back over pairs if you're going to bet 5.5, yeah. I think. By the way, did you hear what I just said? Bringing a hammer to a sandwich? No, to a nail convention. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. It's, it's like he's, a, he's bringing a hammer to a nail convention. Like, like that's a, something you wouldn't do. It's like a threat of violence. Actually, I guess it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Jesus, what are you, crazy? <laughs> yeah, okay. Bunch of nails it. around here. Are you going to just accidentally <laughs> hammer one of us? Yeah, okay. That does make sense. Yeah. I lucked into that making sense. Anyway. Congrats. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is this is just a really really big bet, and it's going to scare off most of the hands that aren't going to. Unless he's like a crazy hero thing guy too, which he might be. Yeah, it's not impossible. So those of you who have listened to the podcast for a while probably know what's going to happen here. Yeah, you should know. Thomas with ten million total, five point five million. Now Jonathan did tease one of the things, which is you know that he is going to move in. Yeah, but there's another thing that we often talk about, which is like. You know how, how when amateurs really, really have it, they kind of hem and haw before taking an aggressive action yeah. on the river, like, oh, my life is so hard. But somehow, even though my life is so hard, I'm still all in when I could clearly have the nuts based yeah. on how we played the hand. Yeah. And they always fucking have it. 100% of the time. Thomas is actually doing that. Yeah. Like, and he's not thinking about calling. He's actually hemming and hawing like he's an amateur who has the nuts. And then he fucking moves in. If that's intentional, it's amazing. I think you're overselling it slightly, the amount of hemming and hawing, okay. but, he, but he does like take some time, which is weird because we know he can't call. He does like a squinty thing. You he know? does a little bit of a squinty thing. He's not overselling it, though. There are guys who oversell it, yeah. which, I, which people who haven't seen this may be thinking that's what you're talking about. He definitely doesn't oversell it. He just takes a while and it looks like he's really thinking, considering, and looks like he's not thrilled about the situation and then goes all in, which yeah. feels like double strong. It does. Which is cool. It is. All right. Can you possibly call... As Jervy. It's, it's four, four and, and a half million. Four and a half million more. To win like a thousand million billion trillion, you know. Almost a thousand million billion trillion. I mean, a thousand million is a billion, but still. It's, uh, let's see, it's four and a half, will, four and a half to win like 21, 22 even. Wow. That's a lot. That's a really good price. 22, yeah. Wow. Four and a half to win 22. But let me ask a question. Are you ever winning? That's the question. Now, we know in this case, somehow, some way, Jervy is winning. But let's forget about this exact opponent in this exact spot. What percentage of the time are we winning in this spot? Overall, like yeah. 1%? It feels like, like below 5%. Yeah. Right? Uh, there are car crash crazy guys who just lose their minds yeah. in spots. And in lower, and really, it doesn't happen in bigger tournaments very often, right? Especially not with three remaining when the next bunny jump is 75,000 euro. Yeah. I was thinking even bigger tournaments than this, but fair enough. Yeah. yeah. This is this is a bigger tournament. Um, I mean, the, forgetting the size of the tournament itself, like the players are going to be more money scared to make moves like this yes. when the jumps are 75 buy-ins. Yeah. Like, no, you're right. That's huge. Yeah. This is a really... And there's another guy who's like... Thomas can fold and have 10 million chips. Yeah. The other guy has 12 million chips. Thomas basically is in the same spot he was before. Yeah. He's not a significantly shorter stack than he was. Mm -hmm. 
everything's nothing's changed if he just folds. Unless you know a lot about Thomas, you really wouldn't put him on being able to bluff here. I wouldn't. I would put almost no one on being able to bluff here. Yeah, when this, we bet five and a half. What the hell? Yeah, this seems insane that he could be bluffing. So Jervy is obviously not thrilled about this, and he's tanking a lot. He goes into the tank, which is good. Like if he insta called, I'd actually be concerned that he obviously doesn't know what he's doing to call this quickly. Yeah, I, I've seen. I've seen that. I've seen people make crazy calls on big raises on the river um, where they overvalue their hands and they call instantly because they don't know not to, right? But he really is laughing and thinking about it, almost like, oh my God, I have a really strong hand, but All right, how can I win? Let's go a little deeper on this because Please. it's not just the action on the river that should inform our decision as Jervy. Let's talk about the rest of the hand, right? Okay. Like, Ultimately, the story Thomas is telling besides the river, like the river itself is strong enough probably to make up for it, but it's not a good story no. of I have a very strong hand, which he's repping at minimum like the king high flush, I would say. Or is, is it even a flush? There's possible? no flush. Let me double check here because I felt like there there's was. There's no, no, there's two spades on the flop. And I'm, uh, oh, I'm, I'm almost sure there's no flush. You're right, there is no flush. Yeah. All right, so. He's saying I have a full house. He's, well, no, he, maybe he's saying I have ace 10. Ace 10 at a minimum. Yeah, it feels like absolute minimum. All right. Does any hand ace 10 or better make much sense up until this point? Not really. Mostly because of the flop check, right? Right. Because the board is like kind of straighty and wet a bit. It's a bit connected. And you would expect against the small blinds range that you would just be betting. So unless you're making a board-based check and you're like, well, I have pocket sevens, but I always check this board or nearly, yeah, nearly always check it. I just it. don't imagine Thomas is that guy. Me either. And I actually, I think a lot of people aren't that guy with three left in these events. Yeah. You know, they're like, I'm not going to have my set get, you know, I'm going to at least charge him to beat me and knock me out of this fucking tournament. Right. You know? So, so to, to summarize the thought here, like if Thomas had ace 10, 10, 9, you'd really expect bets on the flop. I would really expect them. So that's, that leads me to think like, okay, maybe there could be a bluff here because what the hell, how did he not bet the flop? Jack eight, maybe he feels he doesn't have to bet because it's a straight and it's safer. Maybe. Okay. We're not beating that anyway. Right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's like something that yeah. I can, uh. I can come up with yeah. that maybe that we're losing to yeah. that maybe he could play that way as opposed to like these other hands where I'm, yeah. I'm less inclined right, to right. believe. Yeah, you're right. Is he opening Jack eight? Probably he opened King eight. So yeah. Jack eight suited. Definitely Jack eight suited. Okay. That's only four combos, it's but three but, from our perspective, but yeah. Oh, right. Cause we have a Jack in our yeah. hand. Um, okay. Yeah. I assume he has those at least those, maybe he's got all the Jack. He eights. might, he really might. Um, Maybe he played jacket like that. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm impervious. Like, what can happen to me? We're three-handed here. Of course I can check this and try and... Jacket makes the most sense out of all of those potential hands, but I am I'd still expect not convinced that he's not going to bet when there's two spades and our opponent can have two pair or a set or something. I agree completely. The board is still wet enough. And, you, and I don't know that Thomas is thinking about this, but of course, as you always like to say, when you flop a straight, you should play it fast because you can improve and you're not blocking much, yeah. right? You're not really blocking anything except straights. Yeah. So like, oh my God, what a great time to bet. So I still think he's betting the straights also. So I don't know that he'd play any strong hands like this. So is that enough to outweigh the intense strength of this river play? I don't know that it is, honestly. Against most players, I don't think it is. Against most players, it's like, oh, he has pocket nines anyway. Even though I said all that, he still has pocket nines. And they, and they always do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, so I don't, I don't know that it is enough. Now, we're getting a great price. So if we, if we start to think there's something that might be wonky, we can start to maybe talk we're ourselves into a We're at least allowed to more. think about it. We do block full houses with a 10. You know, that's good. That is really good. Having a 10 is, is the best bluff catcher here. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Jack 10 is actually 
the best ball catcher because we blocked Jack eight also. You know, I also wonder this. If, um, if we know that Thomas is not the kind of guy who actually is going to shove ace 10 now that we're, the money is where it is, that he's going to be more careful with a hand like that. I and, don't know if I would call. shove ace 10. I don't think I would either. I'm not, when he bets pot? Pot, I would probably just call. Yeah. Probably just call. It's like, boy, the worst thing in the world is to go all in and hear him snap call. Yeah. I think I'm, always beat. Actually, I'm almost sure I would just call. You'd be worried about folding out worse 10s anyway. If, even if you had, and you block the 10s. Yeah. You'd probably just call. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge pot to win. You like, you got a massive, you know, you had 50%, more so than 50%. You're, so if you're your here with Jack 8, are you actually moving in with Jack 8? That's a good question. Uh, we, don't, well, we don't block a 10 anymore. Yeah. We almost always have the best hand with Jack 8. Almost, but Jervy's done nothing to indicate that he doesn't have a full house. He bet big and then he bet huge. I'm not sure. I guess it would, it would come back to what I, if I have any thoughts about Jervy at all here. I might, I might feel like I have to move in. I might feel like it's just a little too good and I, don't block, and I unblock the 10s the yeah. here. And I feel like if he has strip 10s, he may have to call me. Um, if he has like king 10 here, he may just have to call. And I, I'd hate to not I guess. pick it's up close. the chips. Jack 8's close. I would sit there and wonder, like, can he, like, some players are going to fold King 10, though, because of this whole yeah. problem. So it depends on who the player is. But um, it's, a, it's a fair question. So, so if you're Jervy and you're thinking, like, I don't know if he's moving in with Ace 10, I don't know if he's moving in with Jack 8. Yeah. I think maybe he's going to be really careful in this spot with his value, you know? Yeah. So, like, it means only a super strong value, full houses and better. Yeah. And maybe the good full houses. If he has pocket sevens, that's only one pip up from Jack 8. Yep. Let's ask that question. It's losing to 10 9. Right. I don't know what he's doing. It's losing to 10-7. I mean, 10-7 isn't going to There's a lot of compelling cases for a call, but I feel like the river strength is just so intense. It doesn't matter. It's like, I I still want to fold. Now, maybe there's something else that goes on here because Jervy starts trying to get more info, which is exactly what you should do if you think at all that your opponent might talk to you and you're in a spot like this and you're on the fence. Give it a a shot. Yeah. Try to talk to him. And Jervy does. And unfortunately, they don't really have the players mic'd up. We, we, can't, can't we can't hear what they're saying at all, but we know they're talking. Well, and let me say this. So I remember playing in a tournament many years ago. It was a big spot. There were like three tables left. Um, I had a lot of chips. Uh, it folded to the small blind who raised. I had a suited ace in the big blind I called. Uh, the flop was, I think, queen jack five uh, with one of my suit. He checked. I just checked it back. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not, it's fine. I got ace high, whatever. Uh, the turn was a second of my suit, a second diamond. Uh, he bets, and it was like a deuce of diamonds or something. He bets, I call. He bets yeah. really small, like tiny, like one and a half blinds. Mm-hmm. I call. Uh, the river is like the queen of diamonds, right? He bets. Yeah. I'm like, this is a pretty straightforward raise. I raise. He goes all in for like a lot more. And I'm like, I'm never winning, right? I'm <laughs> never winning. But, then I, but I'm not just going to throw away the ace, the nut flesh, because... This is, not, this is like a $300 buy-in tournament. Yeah. So I stand up, and I take a good like four or five minutes like talking out the hand, right? Um, and at one point, I turn to him. He's sitting right next to me, of course. I turn to him and say, sir, you've got me in a pickle. And he turns and he looks at me, and he has this super weird smile on his face, and he just looks weird. Ah. And immediately, like, my antenna go up. I'm like, what's going on there? Like, he does not look like, he's not at ease. Yeah. Something's off. And I'm like, pocket fives, queen jack. Those are the hands I'm losing to. And he could have checked either one of those on the flop. Pocket fives, king jack. But I'm like, but why do you look at me like that? I don't know, man. So I call, and he has pocket aces somehow, hmm. and just like lost his mind. Wow. I don't know. I don't know why in the world he'd ever re-raise all in for all his chips. But then I had all the chips and uh, finished like second in the tournament or something. <laughs> it was great. Uh, so my point is like, 
that talk that we can't hear, all it takes is one little thing where you're like, no, he's not comfortable. Yeah. And, it, and you change your mind about something, right? Well, that might be what happened because Jervy calls. Yes. I think he must have had something happen because I think uh, based on the, just the raw data that we have, there is some evidence that makes it a strange line for value for yes. Gallagher. Certainly. But the river, like you never see it. Four and a half million more over the 5.5 million bet. As a bluff. As a bluff in this spot in with this spot, a, a massive ICM. A guy with no results. Like, I mean, you, never. You never see it. Never. I think that outweighs the other data, but maybe Jervy got extra data from the talking that was like, maybe, maybe Thomas is a true amateur and just like gave the fucking farm away with yeah. whatever he said. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't know what he said. It would be really nice to know. I mean, what, and, and just so people know, like here's some of the kinds of things he might have said that would have made me want to call. Okay. Something like, you know, like... uh I'm going to show you a hell of a hand. Like, yeah. I, I definitely got it. You know, stuff like anything at all where he's like trying to act strong. Yeah. Unless he seems super comfortable, was actually being friendly. Yeah. Sometimes they're like this. I'm like, oh, no, I have it. And yeah. I actually believe him. Right. But if there's any bravado there, I would be much more inclined to put my chips down. You know, like sure. put him in, put him in right away. Because then I feel like oh, he's trying to like, he's trying to look, look scary. You know what? I actually started doing soon before the pandemic in tournament spots where people were bet on the river is, is not ask them about the hand is actually better. Just ask them what they're doing after the tournament. Mm-hmm. And the comfort of their response is usually pretty indicative of how comfortable they mm-hmm. are. You know, if they're, if they're like, Oh, I'm going to go to dinner with my friend. Right. It's going to think very hard. Yeah, about it's like, it okay, anything. I fold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they're like, Oh, I don't know. Watch the game. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, I call. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, so Jervy calls, He's right. He's right. I can't imagine that it didn't have to do with the talking. It had to. I, I hope so. Um, that said, the hand doesn't make sense. Yeah. So the story really, really doesn't make sense. And maybe also there's a piece where Jervy has seen this guy be aggressive at other times. Like, remember, you were, you were even speculating, like, that's why he's not three betting preflop is because he's seen yeah. some of this. Yeah. So that's another reason where it's like, well, if someone's got it in them, maybe this guy has it in him. This play. Yep. And then it makes it a little easier to call. Still, that actually is a good point because the type of player that I'm thinking of, and I don't know if you have the same guy in your mind that I do, because I have like a, a type that I've played yeah. against many times who's like, with, uh, does nonsense four bets just because they don't want to get pushed around. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're usually about, look about like Thomas, yeah. if, if you see the video, um, because they don't want the, like, the kid to push him around, right? Mm-hmm. And so they do nonsense four bets because, because fuck you. But they also do that stuff post-flop. And this could be an instance of that with Thomas. Because honestly, we didn't really talk about the, the efficacy of this play by Thomas, but it feels like a pretty bad move-in, even though it looks super cool. Oh, it feels bad, yeah, because you're going up against someone who's got a strong range. Could easily have huge. a full house. Um, we don't really have the kind of blockers we want to have. An eight is okay, yeah, but we'd want to have more. The king does nothing for us, and it's not enough. I, I was saying to Grant, even like eight, seven, is uh, is a much better hand to do this with. Now we yeah. block. Now we block some of the full houses, right? right? Uh, and the straights. That's better. Jack, Jack nine makes a lot more sense yeah. to me than this hand. This is just not. This is not the right. So hand I think to do it's it. a bad move in. Yeah, I think you're probably we didn't really right. touch on that. Yeah, and that's and oh by the way, something we didn't touch on that also is in favor of strength is mm. that the other guy has twelve million. Yeah, of course. Like, it's not like the other guy also has twenty nine million. Well, that'd be really different. Yeah, it's very strong, but. Jervy finds it. The finds other thing, the, the other thing you could ask yourself as Jervy is, does this guy overvalue hands? Yes. Does he have? Is this the kind of guy who could open like a bad ten, a suited ten, and just be like, I have trips, I, I I have to raise, I can't just you know. There are players who do that. I think that's too obscure to factor into my decision. Uh, I mean, you have to know that already. But then on top of it, we don't even have like the best ten. There's other good tens. 
Of course, I'm saying if he overvalues hands, though. Yeah, this, but there's not that many bad tens out there. Yeah, like it's enough to swing the scales because if that's he's true. doing that with those, he's doing that with queen ten king ten and ace. Of course also. he is. Of course he is. That's he, true. And, and, and there's more of those. Has those hands? And there's right? more of those yeah. than the suited bad tens. Yeah. Actually, in fairness, so yeah. that's that's a good point. Anyway, Jervy ends up winning the tournament. He sure does for three hundred thousand euro. Good job, Jervy. Good job. Is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the crown. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.